A suspected drunk driver runs back to his burning car that he just crashed to light a cigarette. Because <laughs> you need a smoke after that kind of <laughs> devastation. You know, it's very stressful to when to drunk drive and uh, crash your car and then watch it go up in flames. You need to <laughs> you need to have a cigarette. I just assume this happened in Florida, but no, it's California. It's my state. Well, I don't really call it. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm living here now. I mean, I look to Massachusetts as my real home. But uh, yeah, California. Oh, boy, we got some good ones out here, too. It seems like Citrus Heights, which I, I don't know where that is, but it sounds lovely. Apparently, it's near Sacramento. A suspected drunken driver went back to his burning car to try lighting his cigarette using the flames, according to the California Highway Patrol. <laughs> He looks like a young man with a brain. I don't know why he did this. (laughs) Uh, Amy Walker with the California Highway Patrol says, Robert Quigley, age 25, rear-ended an SUV that was stopped in traffic on westbound Interstate 80. At the time of the crash, Quigley was driving way over the speed limit, about 80 miles an hour. The CH put the car after it burst into flames and turned around in traffic to help. As he did, she spotted Quigley switch seats with his female passenger. Quigley later admitted to the officer that he was behind the wheel at the time of the crash. Wow, there's all sorts of shenanigans. A witness told officials a shirtless Quigley went back to his burning car to light the cigarette thereafter, (laughs) singeing part of his eyebrows off in the process. (laughs) Quigley later told the officer at the scene, Yeah, I'm not afraid of fire. I deal with this kind of stuff all the time, bro. Yeah, 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 officer. I ain't afraid of fire. I just, you know, I put my face in it all the time. I light a cigarette off of... I'll climb up a volcano and light my cigarette right off the lava that's coming out of it. I don't give a damn. (laughs) Talk about beer balls, right? Listen, the only time you're going to put your face that close to fire is when you... you, uh, Well, either you have a a warped brain or you're you're really wasted. This guy was obviously wasted putting his face next to the fire like this. I don't know. Uh, I've been really, really drunk, but I've drunk, but I've never. I've actually witnessed a friend of mine jump into uh, a fire that we lit in the woods when we were drinking. We would drink around fires sometimes. I mean, when you grow up in on the New Hampshire border, this is kind of what you do. Uh, And then, yeah, he would jump into the fire as when he was drunk. That was kind of crazy, too. But but nothing like uh, lighting your cigarette off a flaming truck. (laughs) He's been charged on suspicion of driving under the influence is being booked. This is the second time he's been picked up for the DUI in the last week. Oh, you see these DUI people. They just, man, they just, they have more, like, what's the word I'm looking for? They just don't give up. They will just will not give up. They have more determination than anybody. The DUI people, more determination than anybody. They're like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm out there. Seven DUIs. I don't give a damn. My driver's license has been taken away. I don't care. I will steal a car, crash it, drink all over it, (laughs) and then light my cigarette off the burning goddamn flames. I don't care. (laughs) The world is running out of sand, and there's even a black market for it. And the black market in sand is apparently violent. It's filled with criminals. (laughs) I didn't know this. Did you know that we're running out of sand? I never think of that. I always... I see it all the time. I'm like, yeah, there's some sand. There's so much of it. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> so now, sand seems like an infinite resource, this article says. Yes, it does. Especially when you imagine endless beaches and deserts. But sand is one of the most consumed resources on the planet, and it could be running out. This is because it's used in a lot of products, such as toothpaste. Toothpaste? Sunscreen. Kitchen sinks. Kitchen sinks? Computer chips and glass. Well, I knew about the glass and computer chips. Sunscreen, too? That's weird. I didn't know Sam was in all this crap. 
But anyways, the biggest consumer of sand comes from the construction industry, which uses it to make brick, asphalt, and concrete, obviously. The big business of sand is actually referred to as the new gold rush by many experts, and the demand comes with a warning. Sand is the essential ingredient that makes modern life possible, and we are starting to run out of it, says an author, Vince Beiser. Beiser. The over-exploitation of sand is leading to the disappearance of beaches and islands, and it's polluting rivers and wreaking havoc on the ocean floor. Not only that, it's also creating a violent black market. Well, that's pretty crazy. Sand is the most extracted solid, one of the most extracted solid materials in the world. Uh, between 47 and 59 billion tons of sand and gravel are mined every year. It's used in blah, 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 concrete buildings, etc., China and India are the leading global construction are leading a global construction boom and are some of the most voracious consumers of sand due to rapid economic growth. Okay. Uh, the demand for the resource of sand is so boundless that certain types of construction sand that's used in Dubai is imported from Australia. Okay. So, what's going on then? Where, where's this black market? What is it? What is happening here? Uh, all right. I'm scrolling down to find this out. Okay, they're calling it the Sand Mafia, which is really funny. The Sand Mafia. They, they, they ride by on, on camels and blast you. The global shortage of, shortage of sand has also sparked a violent black market, also known as the, quote, Sand Mafia, to steal large amounts from rivers and beaches. Wow, they're stealing it from beaches. That's just awful. I hate that. That, that ruins my beaches. I don't want that to happen. How do we stop these sand mafia types? Uh, sand is a currency of development. It's even becoming mi- militarized in places like Singapore, where stockpiles of sand are guarded because it's needed for development and it's at risk of being stolen. Whoa, whoa. The sand mafia is especially felt in India, where the demand for the grain is soaring, but the stockpiles are shrinking. The sand mafias in the area take the resource illegally and even kill people that are in their way. Some people steal a complete beaches overnight. And some people have even been killed for it. There's a lot of violence for something as little as sand, says one consumer. People steal entire beaches overnight. That's nuts. Man, what are the alternatives? How do we, what do we do about this? Any of you weirdos know anything about this? You sand experts? <laughs> any of you live in a desert have any opinion? <laughs> there isn't a magic solution So we are uh, because we are so dependent on sand, says one expert. But... He said there are ways to reduce our consumption of sand. For example, let's not brush our teeth with it. I think that's weird. <laughs> like, no, no, that doesn't say that. It says, for example, when building up shorelines, instead of using concrete, use a sustainable method such as ecosystems, vegetation, and even some coral reefs. Yeah, but aren't the coral reefs dying as well? <laughs> We're just, isn't the vegetation dying as well? We're just destroying everything under our feet. We're just such greedy bastards. Humanity is the worst. The worst. Oh, man, I'm so embarrassed to be a human being. If I ever visit another planet and they ask me, where am I from? I'm not going to be like, oh, oh, well, not that Earth place where we take a big shit on our environment <laughs> because we're greedy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not from that place. <laughs> oh, boy. A burglar calls the police after breaking into an escape room and not being able to find his way out of the escape room. <laughs> and you deserve it, sir, you idiot. Why would you break into an escape room? There's no cash in there. What the hell's wrong with you? Did you want to just practice? <laughs> so stupid. This is what you get. You break into an escape room or any business that doesn't belong to you. Stop breaking into shit. Vancouver, Washington. 
So generally, you're supposed to break out of an escape room. You guys know what escape rooms are. You know, you pay all this money to uh, go in there with your friends, and there's some kind of like you got to solve riddles and puzzles and figure out ways to, um, you know, there's a secret way to get out of the room that you don't know about that you have to figure out how to get out with your friends. And I, I've never done one, but I got a friend of mine, a comedian back in New York City named Harrison Greenbaum. He's a, he's a magician as well. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. He was on Conan recently. He is fantastic. Great magician, great comedian, but he's got an obsession with escape rooms. And, and when he ever, whenever he travels to do shows, he'll go to every escape room in every city that he gets. <laughs> he was in L.A. A little, while, a little while ago, and he invited me to go to one, but I couldn't go. I had an audition or something. But he, um, he's into it, and people love it. But what you shouldn't do is, like, break in as though, you know, you're trying to rob the place. What, what are you going to rob in an escape room? I don't understand. It's freaking weird. They do have strange furniture sometimes, though, from what I hear. So, I mean, maybe if you want some of that. Uh, okay. Anyways, in Vancouver, Washington, a man had to call the police after he broke into the Northwest Escape Experience. And he couldn't get out. <laughs> I wonder if the cops just, like, let him stew in there for a little while. Uh, now, the owner told CNN... That uh, once we got down there to my business and realized that the damage was minimal, we just thought it was really hilarious. <laughs> He's got a good attitude about it. He said, uh, <laughs> when he got in, he just kind of made himself at home. He actually stole one beer from the refrigerator, <laughs> the police say. So uh, the police also say he had a burrito. Uh, we're not sure where he got that. <laughs> this is really funny. Uh, <laughs> he just kind of. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Let me just crack a beer and eat a burrito. <laughs> so uh, escape rooms have become very popular in re- recent years. Um, as I tried to explain to you earlier, but the article explains it must in, in much better, uh, in, in, in a more economical way. Groups work together under a time limit, finding clues and solving puzzles to get out of these rooms. <laughs> oh, man. So this guy breaks in, had a beer and a burrito. He allegedly stole a cell phone and a TV remote as well. Um, the man then tried to get out the back door, the owner said, but he had damaged it so badly trying to get in that he couldn't open it. So calling 911, he used the phone at the front desk to make the call, and eventually he did manage to get back out the back door, only to run into a police officer who promptly arrested him and was waiting for him there. Uh, maybe the, So the police, too, were letting him have a good time in there. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> He did call 911. That's not a win. He quit, technically, said the owner. He did not solve my room. (laughs) This owner's got a great attitude about it. Uh, The owner is excited about the business's new claim to fame. He said, we're going to start claiming that we're the only escape room in the nation that has 100% capture rate for criminals. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Do you guys like escape rooms? Have you been in any of those? It's pretty... It is kind of the rage. I gotta go to one eventually. Uh, That's the end of the story, and I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. What's up, Weird AF News? This is your host, Jonesy. I just want to give some love to Cybershots and The Professor, two Floridians who are fans of Weird AF News who also like to drive around and drink Budweiser and, and prank Weird AF News, apparently. <laughs> I know you weren't drinking and driving, guys. And listen, I appreciate the call so much. Hilarious, as always. And, I mean, you keep claiming that the swamp people are the reason for these Florida nutcases. And, I mean, I don't know if we can entirely lay it on the swamp people, all right? A lot of times they just stay in the swamp. They don't come out, all right? They don't come out and get involved in the media <laughs> and in civilization. They're just in their own thing. But hey, maybe you're right. Maybe it's the swamp people. I don't know. We have to weigh in on this. Thank you, Maria. Also a Floridian who calls the show all the time. Maybe Maria can confirm uh, if the swamp people are responsible for all of this Floridish chicanery, if I may say so myself. 
also, uh, James in Texas, uh, you called about what you said was my podcast. You said it was a prank call I made to a senator, which I don't remember doing on the podcast. I did it on my YouTube channel. So my personal YouTube channel, which is Funny Jones, I have two prank calls that I made, not to senators, but to governors of California, like governor candidates of California. And uh, they were both weird dudes. And so I had to prank them and I recorded it and I put it up on there. Is that what you're referring to? Because I think that's what you're referring to. Which So that's not my podcast. That's just my YouTube channel. But if you guys want to hear that, James loved it because it's and you're right, James. It's really funny. That pause there. I mean, it's just so funny. Uh it's youtube.com slash funny Jones. And there's a couple uh, videos on there. They're actually prank calls, but uh, thank you so much, James, for like listening to that and, and, and calling in about that. And uh, you are a follower of Christ. And so listen, I apologize. I always make fun of followers of Christ. I don't mean to just, I'm not always harping on the Christians. I try to make fun of everybody equally. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I love it. You know, followers of Christ, although I make fun of, you know, good people, right? Good people. James, you're a great human being, and, and, and I have much, much love for you, and uh, thank you so much. And you get a deep apology from me if I've ever offended you for making fun of Jesus, because uh, sometimes I do make fun of Jesus. But again, I make fun of everybody on here, so that's the thing. I even make fun of myself. <laughs> so, oh, man. Okay, so thank you for the call, James in Texas. Love you. Tell your wife I said hi. Uh, also, from Instagram, Steph, who said, love you, Jonesy. Oh, thank you, Steph. Uh, and Mistress Oise, Oise, I don't know if I said it right. She said, I love your show. Listen every morning before work. You make my day start off laughing. Good. I'm glad. I want to make your day start off laughing. That's my goal. And uh, I'm very proud to be able to somewhat do that. Not all the time, I'm sure, because I'm not funny all the time, but I try my best. Uh, Zippy also, uh, who is one of my uh, Patreons. Thank you so much, Zippy. I'm going to give you another shout out. But uh, you, you wrote on Instagram that you love my penis prank call that I did yesterday. You know, I, you were the only one to write in about that. I thought I would get so much amazing feedback because that prank call is hilarious. The penis call I made yesterday to the, to the university, get that guy on the phone. How funny was that dude? He even ended the call with a joke. I mean, that was perfect. That was one of the best prank calls I've ever made. And where, where are the comments on that, guys? Where's the love? <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm breaking blood vessels over here for you people. I'm calling universities. I'm recording people against their will, which is probably against the law. I'm probably breaking the law, but I'm doing it for your entertainment. Can I get some love? <laughs> and by love, I mean, will you support me on my Patreon? Support me on my Patreon. Come on, do it. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash weird AF news, one word, and support the show. Support me. You can, you can give me $2 a month. You can donate what I call a cup of coffee a month to Jonesy. Why don't you buy me a cup of coffee? What's wrong with you? You wouldn't buy me a cup of coffee. Pfft. Come on. Get it together. Buy me a cup of coffee. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm giving you energy and love. Of course you buy me a cup of coffee. But there are other ways you can support me and you can get involved and you can, you know, you, you can be part of a Google Hangout with Jonesy and ask me questions and hang out with me once a month and you can get bonus episodes, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to pimp it all out like that on this thing, but go on there. Also, I haven't mentioned this in a while and I know I'm rambling. So please forgive me. But uh, I set up Alexa is very, very weird AF news friendly now, uh, as is Google Home and Google Mini. So you can just tell these devices to, hey, Google, play weird AF news. Or you can say, hey, Alexa, play weird AF news. Or, hey, Alexa, uh, play weird news. And it'll play. It's freaking amazing technology. I learned it. I learned how to do it. <laughs> so so uh, indulge by listening to the, the, the smart speakers in your home for Weird AF News, which is the best way probably to listen to it. Or like long road trips. Do you guys get high and listen to Weird AF News on road trips? I want to know how you listen. Call me. My number is 646-450-2012.
You can DM me at Funny Jones on Instagram and Twitter. Comedian Jonesy on Facebook. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. I apologize for the long rant. It's due diligence. Must be done. I hope you have a great, great weekend, by the way. Uh, and I uh, hope you get involved in something weird. Yo, Jonesy, what's up? What's happening? This Cyber Shots and the Professor. What's going on, man? You got two Floridians right here, man. And we're uh, drinking and driving. <laughs> no, the hell we're not. Yes, we are. Look at our Budweiser between your legs. And <laughs> oh, man. The Miller Lite. Oh, See that your Budweiser and your cock. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, no, no. Jeez. Oh, my God. Listen, man, this Cyber Shots and the Professor, man. You got a bunch of stupid ass people in Florida, man. So we had to call and, and represent. And represent for the same people in Florida, man. I don't know. Maybe it's the sun. Maybe it's the weather. But you know, I'm telling you, it's the swamp people. Don't you agree, Professor? I indubitably. Yeah. So, you know, hey, cyber shots and the Professor. We out. Good evening, Jonesy. It's Maria in Florida. What can I say? Most people in Florida are stupid. And no, I don't have any kids. And I heard David Cassidy, they arrested him a couple times here for DUI. And they found Tiger Woods sleeping in his car and they got him for DUI. Um, <laughs> What can I say? I think one day the state of Florida is going to sink into the ocean. And how am I going to hear all these funny Florida stories? Jonesy, you make me laugh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Jonesy. This is James in Texas, one of your loyal listeners. Hey, I was, me and my wife were just uh, sitting here about 5 o'clock in the morning listening to your podcast again because the first time we heard it, it cut off, or we thought it cut off. But what actually happened was after your first story, there was a long silence. And then it went into that phone call you made with the, sen the senatorial candidate, which was Freaking hilarious, by the way. Oh, my God. So everybody that listens to your podcast actually got to hear what you and that senatorial candidate were talking about. The dude is going nowhere, okay? But anyhow, anyway, we thought there was something wrong with the podcast because we thought it cut off. But it didn't cut off. It was just a very long silence that led into your phone call with the senatorial candidate and then, of course, the rest of your uh, your podcast after that. Oh, my God, that was so entertaining. <laughs> Dude, I just wanted you to know. But anyway, also to let you know, uh, I am also a follower of Christ, and he is my Savior. But I, I love everyone. And I try my best to be my best every day. Now, do I go around preaching every day? No, I don't. I just try to be the best person that I can be, okay? And I appreciate you. Appreciate your stories. Appreciate the laughs, okay? 
All right, you you take care, Jonesy. Keep the lights coming, buddy. Be well. Thanks.